Good afternoon. Good evening. Good and, morning. And good night. So end it. <laughs> oh. I mean, it's not the first time we've done that. No. Today. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to attempt number two. Well, technically the number three, but you know. <laughs> Feel free to start your episode. Okay. <laughs> if you've been hanging around the podcast for a while now, you you should know I'm podcast resident Disnerd. Yep, you are the Disnerd. And it's a title that I hold quite dearly. Yeah, you take a lot of uh you have a lot of resistance. What from you? Well, you're the only defender of Disney as a company, as a person, as an animation studio. Cool. You're the lone defender in this sea of shit. You know? Sadly, that's relatively accurate. I wasn't saying it to be a dick. It's just, it's what you do. Okay. Well, about a week ago, Toby and I went out to dinner with some friends. Mm-hmm. And randomly, I don't know how, the discussion of the Disney theme parks came up. Before I knew what was happening, Toby gave me the ability to flex. Yep. He asked me to explain Epcot. Because no, I did describe it as like an evil, like, not not apocalyptic thing, but a, I don't even know the word for it. it I, I described it as rapture from Bioshock. But then, but then it turned out not a lot of people know jack shit about what Epcot is. So as I was saying, not the theme park Epcot, he asked me to talk about the experimental prototype community of tomorrow. The real Epcot. The original Epcot. Um, and so I sat there talking about this forgotten piece of Disney history. And Toby, you know, the, the wheels started a turning. And next thing I know, I'm writing a podcast about Walt Disney's experimental prototype community of tomorrow. Because this is one of those... This is one of those moments where my concept of common sense is, like, way off the reservation. Whereas I thought a lot of people... Knew the, you know, Epcot's deal. Much like that sudden realisation that Barbara Gordon hasn't appeared in a live-action film properly. No. No, I say Gordon specifically because there's a bad girl. Is it... But not bad girl. Is it Gordon in the Lego film? I don't think it is. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, she's voiced by Rosario Dawson. She's like a police officer. So that's not dead on either. The the point is, there are things that I was like, I thought everyone knew this, but, you know, no, apparently. Mm. Okay, so before we get into this, Mm -hmm. I have to set up a rule. Okay. If I'm talking about the experimental prototype community of tomorrow, it is called Epcot. If I'm talking about the theme park that currently exists in Florida, it's Epcot Center. The reasoning for that is when it was originally built as a theme park, the original name was Epcot Center. It wasn't until, like, later on that they just kind of dropped the center part. So I just have to make that clear. If I'm talking about the thing that never happened, it's called Epcot. Okay, so now we can get started. Um, Without going too much into it, because... Most people know, at least up to the story of Disneyland, Walt Disney had successfully pulled off Disneyland in Anaheim, California, or as successful as it could be. Um, Now that that was kind of done for him, he began to imagine what would happen if he had more time and more space. Because one of the biggest flaws that he found when he was building Disneyland in Anaheim was that as soon as people found out he had purchased this land, everyone really quickly jumped on the land around it, knowing it would need hotels and transportation and all of that kind of stuff. And he kind of got locked into this really small allotment of land. Yeah. So, you know, you can can see that he's kind of like, what could I have done if I didn't have those, like, restrictions? Then the New York World Fair came along in 1964, 
and that imagination was once again sparked. However, he had already created his theme park, and while he would, of course, you know, he wanted to bring one to the other side of the country Mm. anyway, that wasn't his original plan. The original plan for Florida, or the Florida Project as it's technically historically known... Uh, um, just a very close to the Manhattan Project in its in its way. He wanted to build a town, a place for both innovation and a new way for living. And he developed this idea of Epcot the city. So let us break down Epcot itself before we look particularly at the Florida Project. Mm-hmm. So Disney became obsessed with design, architecture, city planning. It was something that he had to get into as part of Disneyland's construction because... It's like a micro town. Well, yeah. And when you're you know building something of that size, you need to make sure that it flows in a certain way. And you've got to remember that at this point, Disney, the company... All their stock is in storytelling. Well, of course, when he started building places, he wanted that same storytelling element to follow through. Yeah. Um, so it, it kind of grew with passion. Um, he, you know, was reading more books, looking into more and more architects, and he really fell in love with the hub-and-spoke model. Um, basically, hub-and-spoke is you have a very large focal point in the middle and then everything slowly like moves out from there. Yeah, it's, it's like if a map looked exactly like a wagon wheel. It, wagon wheel, flowers, that kind of thing. Um, a big tit with veins on it. Well, not quite, but yeah, maybe. Depends on the veins. Anyway, so if, you, if you've been to any Disney park, basically you have the castle in the middle yeah, the big um, landmark. Mm-hmm. And then it usually goes out into the different sections, which are known as lands. Yeah. So he, he thought that this was a really great way to set everything out. You had this huge focal point that made it really easy to concentrate all of your efforts around. And then you still had, like, you know, a radiating out effect. So he thought that this would also work in his city of Epcot. You have your central hub with hotels, various businesses, shopping districts, all of that kind of stuff. And then when you step one section out, you have um, high-density apartment living. And then you step, you know, out into the next lot of sections and you would have single-family homes around something called a green belt area. Now, the one rule was in order to live at Epcot, you needed to work somewhere on property you didn't need a car as all transportation was taken care of as part of the city. However, if you did have a car, there was a system for you as well. And you weren't allowed to own your own property. Or leave. Literally, the next sentence is, now I know that you're going to say this, Toby. Gee, that sounds like a cult. It sounds like a big old compound. It sounds like um, a uh, no gods, no kings, only man rapture-esque thing. <laughs> Next thing you know, he's got high-powered water blasting around the outskirts so no one escaping can, you know, go through without being vaporised and I start to make a bit of an Alita reference to that horrible landscape. It's fine. That's not post-apocalyptic. Continue. I'm not going to lie. (laughs) It is a little cultish. It is. However! It's a little bit very cultish. However, all of the caveats were in place for a specific reason. And to keep them contained. Surprisingly, most of the ideas that Walt brought in, or wanted to bring in, are actually still used in all of the theme parks today. So he knew maybe how to control masses. So that they're no, no, they're bad morally. They're not bad unintelligent. Okay, so we'll, we'll start with the easiest one. In order to live on property, you had to work on property. It was basically set up this way because it was believed that you would feel as if you were part of a living blueprint. People would have a stronger connection to the area and, you know, they would want to see it succeed. Because if you're 
not a part of it. You don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> Us in our current town. He also wanted to make sure that everyone was on a very similar playing field. So by making sure that everyone had a job, he thought that he, there wouldn't be ghettos. Lovely. More classist propaganda. Well, that's, he was trying to remove classism. He was trying to remove the poor. No, he also <laughs> wanted to remove retirees. I'm fine with that. Feed because him. if you don't have a job, you don't have a house. So, yeah. That was his whole... It's ironic that he died before retirement. That's exactly what he would have wanted for all of us, his victims. Okay. Um, as I said, you don't need a car if you happen to be on property. Mm-hmm. Because he was a very huge believer in transportation. And so in his city, there was a whole host. Holy shit. The Christopher Nolan stole all of Epcot's blueprints for his version of um, Gotham City and Batman Begins. The big central hub of Wayne Tower, all the free train transportation branching out from the main CBD into the, you know, accommodation areas. I just, I just noticed that there. That's exactly what what um, Disney would have done. So he had, he'd already used monorails in Disneyland mm-hmm. as kind of more of an attraction than anything. However, on um, in Epcot... It would be the main system of transportation. Basically, the entirety of the property would be connected via the um, monorail. Yeah. So basically, you would live in Epcot, you would catch a monorail, go to the Magic Kingdom, do your day's work, monorail back. And then, you know, he kind of knew that he had a lot of land down there. So he kind of knew that he could eventually extend the monorail system out further yeah if you happen to be just trying to get around epcot itself you would have the wedway system um this was a system that was used to shuttle people from the hub back out to their homes um and we actually still have a version of the wedway system today that's used in magic kingdom wed standing for walter elias disney way huh? well it's the wedway so it's the walter elias disney way the way doesn't... Way stands for way. All right? I'm just, you know... Hmm. Um, t- today it's just called the Tomorrowland People Mover. Sounds like the Casper video game. <laughs> it is not. It is Hamilton, for those of you playing at home. Basically, the Wedway system is a moving belt that has like a little open-air cab. I can't think of a better way to put that, but anyway, and it moves along the belt in constant motion from, like, on a whole loop. We're all just groceries on the checkout counter. You've read, you've ridden the Wedway before, whether you know it or not. Okay. It's the one that goes through Space Mountain. Remember, you got to go like upstairs, and then there's like a moving sidewalk elevator thing, Uh, and then you got to like jump into the little blue cab. Yeah. Yeah. That's the Wedway system. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was believed that this was a more time-effective and cost-effective way to run the city and would account for less motor vehicle accidents. Because if you don't have cars, you don't have motor vehicle accidents. It'd be ironic if we had the most vehicle accidents <laughs> of any town. It would. People are smuggling in cars just to, like, roll them over things. Ah, see, the wonderful news is... Walt was fun enough to realise that cars and trucks were going to be a huge part of the city, whether he liked it or not. Mm-hmm. Because not only do people living in the city probably want to get out at some point, but people coming into the city needed a way in. So, he, the plan was that the cars would have their own city underneath the city. There would be a system of tunnels that would all follow the same basic um, hub-and-spoke layout and meet with the major city. However, because you wouldn't have the cars and the trucks in, you know, tandem with humans, it would be fun. Again, as I have said, this is something that they currently use underneath the Magic Kingdom and parts of Epcot Center itself um, so that, you know, guests don't see 
things being moved around. They don't see cast members getting to and from locations. Yeah, all of that kind of stuff. No one wants to see a dude dressed as a cowboy in the space town or whatever. As for owning, no one owning their own home, this was done for two reasons. The first was that amenities at the properties could be updated at any time as soon as they were completed, um, meaning that, you know, you'd go to work one morning and you'd come home and there would just be a new dishwasher. Ugh. You didn't know it was coming. It just turned up. It feels very evasive and it also reminds me of when you, like, go on an app or something and it's completely different and no one's happy about it and everyone complains every time. I don't know why they do it. I, I did think that maybe that wouldn't work. However, the other reason that he made it so that no one would own their own property was then there would be no homeowner association, meaning no fighting or voting or anything like that. No control to anyone else. Now, in Australia, we don't really have the homeowners association. However, from what I've seen in TV and movies, it's the most annoying freaking part of owning a house in the States. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, some person should not dictate the length of my lawn. Yeah, it's, I don't like mowing the lawn. I know, but I'm not saying, like, if it's up to my kneecaps, someone tell me to mow it. But I'm not making sure that everyone in the street has the same, you know, height of lawn. Yeah. That's a bit, that's a bit annoying. I hate lawns. See? So you wouldn't have to worry about this. Walt would take care of it. Walt takes care of everything. No, he's dead. Yeah, we won. Right. Humanity triumphed once again. Don't roll your eyes on an audio podcast. <laughs> this is the one time I can roll my eyes. So we've been through the basic setup of the city. The way that each section worked. Basically think of them as a pedal. You have the houses placed around the outside of it, and in the inside is this thing known as the green belt. The green belt is the term used for the community green areas where parks, playgrounds, community centers, schools, stadium, and churches, as well as all of the stations for transportation were located. Within the city itself, there were two main districts, a downtown area and a commercial area. Now, we know Disney likes their downtown areas. Yeah, downtown Disney is a thing already. Yep. Or Disney Springs, as it's now known in Florida. Radiator Springs. Same diff. I can't help but associate Springs with, like, a dud town because of Radiator Springs and Springfield. Those are probably the only two examples. Okay. Um, so, while well, the city center... Um, oh, the like main focal point of the city was going to be a 30-story hotel and convention center, mm-hmm. which, you know. Convention center is usually pretty big and fancy looking. Yeah. Um, once again, no cars allowed in the city. Um, however, you could freely, pedestrians could freely move around throughout the city because there were like huge parking garages and that directly under the city hub. Do you think Walt Disney was really mad in the afterlife that they made a movie about cars? No. He just doesn't seem to be a fan. Look, cars were only new while he was alive. Probably thinks they're just a passing trend. That or he knows that they were super deadly at that time. Yeah. It's like everyone keeps dying because of cars. Why ain't no one running a train? Don't run a train. He loves trains. I know. He had his own train in his backyard. He's literally what happens when, like, a basement-dwelling train enthusiast gets all the money in the world. Wash your mouth out. No. Um, the downtown area would host a variety of shopping, entertainment, and dining opportunities from all over the world. In the concept artwork of, for Epcot, each of these different parts were themed after each country, and... You know, they had the look and the feel of the particular country that you were visiting. So, again, something that is pretty similar when it comes to um, Epcot, because, or Epcot Center. Yeah, the one we ended up with, because that's got Well, showcase. Yeah. So, that's the basic rundown of the city. Yeah. 
When are we going to get to the part where it manufactures its own food and water and tries to uh, leave the US? We are not going to get to that part because it's not true. Damn it. It's my best part. And I have maybe worked out the part that it was supposed to have a giant glass dome around it. You are. I shouldn't have put you in charge of this because you are a defender of this shit. Look. He was trying to. They couldn't work out how to fit the dome over the entire center. Thanks, the Simpsons movie. Now, the problem with Disney is every time he did something, he's like, I want to leave a bigger mark on this stupid fucking world. So he makes. And he tries to prove animation exists, and everyone's like, nice work. And he's like, not good enough. Check this out. Movies. Feature-length ones. And they're like, good work, fella. And he goes, fuck that. Theme park. Check this shit out. And they're like, yeah, you, you, you're getting a little powerful there. He goes, watch this. I'm going to build a state. No, he goes, look, watch this. I'm going to die of lung cancer. Yeah. Don't smoke, ladies and gentlemen. They don't show, oh, they show him with the pipe sometimes. They didn't show him smoking enough. No, because books. in a lot of um, Disney press images, they've removed the cigarette. Oh, shit, he got four kids? Yeah. <laughs> they gave him the lollipop like that because, fucking dude in one piece? Because they didn't want people to, like, Know think him it was for the cool. man he is. No, they didn't want people to think it was cool to smoke because Walt Disney smoked. So in It a kind lot of, of is, though. In a lot of their images, they have photoshopped out his cigarette. That's amazing. However, he died of lung cancer. Mm. Due to smoking cigarettes, which at the time was a very popular pastime. Not that I'm saying Disney's trying to erase history currently, but that's all they do. They always glorify old history. Speaking of old, they're history, not removing old fucking rides based on things that may be kind of um, Song of the Southy. Look, and that other example, they that removed I'm, that yeah. a long time ago. It's fine. Frog Princess is cool. It's got frogs in it. I, I like that that's the way that Disney can bring you back. I'm, I don't remember. It's got remember. frogs in it. I don't remember it very well. Can, can I get back to my history lesson now? Only if it's mean towards Disney. <laughs> well, the next fact is pretty impressive, actually. All right, go on. So, in 1967, Disneyland opened its own version of the Carousel of Progress. Which had previously been at the New York World's Fair. Yeah, that, that, that um fancy, yeah, yeah, the fair, the World's Fair. Okay, part of the Carousel of Progress, however, was that it included a one eighth model of the city. Yeah, the model measured six thousand nine hundred square feet and included twenty two thousand no twenty two thousand trees and shrubs. 4,500 buildings lit from within, 1,400 streetlights, a climate-controlled city centre, amusement rides that were in motion, sports stadiums, an airport, an atomic power plant, underground passageways, churches, electric trams and and carts, as well as the people mover, and all of these were actually animated. Yeah, I always think these models are so stupid. Why does everyone put the effort into them? But then you see a really good model and you're like, yeah, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> I do that all the time. I I'm like, they, all the, you know, you see the concept towers at the front of like real estate agents in the yeah. Gold Coast a lot. But when but you that, see a good one. Yeah, and then you see one, you're like, that's really bitching. <laughs> like, what can you do? It, look, it was a really, really impressive version of the London city in Peter Pan's flight. That's flat. It's flat except for the one tower, isn't That's it? That's what I'm saying. It's a really good version of that. Yeah. Well, so if you take, like, the scale and the motion through it... What is it's, a, it's a difference between a fucking $6 action figure and, like, a... Hot Toys. Uh, yeah, Hot Toys as well. Um, it even featured the show's theme song, There is a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow, which was written by Robert Sherman and Richard Sherman. Who did, like, all the music we for the box? We love those cuts. You love those guys. We love those guys. They gave us a small world. We love Technically, those they're bastards. Um, and the theme song was written to reflect Walt's view of progress in American industry and how, you know, that was what was going to take America into, like, the future. Um, 
when it was at the New York World Fair, the ride was sponsored by General Electric. And this is an important thing to note because after Walt's passing, General Electric and Westinghouse and Disney were discussing the possibility of some sort of a merger in order to keep the idea of Epcot afloat. Basically, General Electric and Westinghouse believed that there was enough, you know, stuff currently in the works and there was enough reasoning for Epcot that they could keep it going, even though Walt had passed away. I have a firm belief they both had, like, stakes in the property and the development, like, all the ovens were going to be made by these people or something. Um, it got to the point even where General Electric, like, even after they knew that Epcot wasn't going to happen, they were still putting out posters and stuff talking about the possibility of Epcot. Like, they really wanted it to happen. Sadly, when the Carousel of Progress was moved to Florida in 73, the model of Progress City was not included in the new ride. That was extra DLC. Well, the ride had been added to the track of the People Mover. However, most of the animation and details had been turned off and it had been scaled way down. So in the original ride, it was like one-eighth scale. By the time it got to the People Mover, it was a third to a quarter of that. Like, it was really small. One-thirty-two. Yeah. Um, Sadly, Walt's passing was the thing that really killed the plan. Here's the thing, like, as much as I rant about him being the closest thing to a really cool supervillain we ever got... I don't, know, I don't mean like a Hitler, that's like a sad villain. This dude's like a proper cartoon lunatic. But I will say, at least he like believed in his shit. Mm. So all of his Epcot ideas about selling cities to the world and maybe going independent with them. I noticed you mentioned a nuclear plant, so we can only assume bombs were going to be made. <laughs> maybe. Look, <laughs> Look there's at a any- lot of gators down there. He needed defense mechanisms. At least he had the balls to go for it, whereas the second he died, everyone's like, let's just make a theme park and just keep making money quietly. That's, uh, you know, clearly I've read a lot of history books when it comes to Disney and stuff. Yeah, you're not completely obsessed. And there's one quote that I always remember. I don't even remember which book it's from anymore. But it was um, the banks talking about dealing with Walt. And that he would go in there and he would be like, I'm going to build this amazing theme park and it's going to have all of this stuff and things like that. And it got to the point where whenever Walt walked through the door, they just had a phrase ready to go. Um, And the quote is, you never told Walt Disney no. You always told him yes, but. Because they knew that there was no talking him out of what he had decided he was going to do. Like he's manically obsessed. You, you just had to make sure that he realised there was going to be certain restrictions around it, whether he liked it or not. Yeah, like human rights and stuff. And usually he would find a way around yeah. most of the restrictions <laughs> the bank put on him because he was just like, it's fine, we'll work it out. I'll just make another film or something. Um, so because he was the city's biggest advocate and he was the one that had the imagination and the attitude in order to keep it going... His passing was what, like, for lack of a better term, put the final nail in the coffin. It's crazy how much shit he missed in the grand scheme of things. Like, he died before Epcot. He died before the Haunted Mansion finished development. He conked out during a lot of stuff. A lot of films were, like, in mid-production. But that's the thing. He was a man that was always working on multiple projects because... Like you said, he would be manically obsessed with the films. And then, you know, he started putting together wet enterprises. It's weird. So they were building props and animation and stuff like that. And so he, you know, didn't want to hang out at the film studio. He would go and hang out at that section. And then, you know, he kind of sat there and he was like, well, what happened if I built a city? And so he went and he was, like, dealing with that idea. And then he really got into trains. And so he was busy, you know ordering parts and building tracks and stuff like that. He was a man that always had multiple projects going. Yeah, he was manically obsessive and would pick up and just go with a lot of things. 
which is a very standard, uh, you know, stereotyping sociopaths. <laughs> that explains you to a T, doesn't it? Nah, I've never tried to sell a city to the government. You would if you could. I don't got the time. However, you also know they wouldn't buy Mackay. No one wants it. Um, Roy Disney, who is Walt's older brother. Good old Roy. Um, not only does he say that, like, while Walt was in the hospital in his final, like, couple of weeks and stuff like that, he was planning out Epcot on the ceiling. Like, he'd come up in his brain with his own system of, like, one ceiling tile was equal to this much of a thing. Like, I think it was, like... It's weird that the ceiling's tiled, and it's weird that you still try to defend him as not a villain. No, you know, you know when I'm like a public man. school and they have the... He was dying of cancer. He wasn't doing great towards the end. I was like that when he started. No, no, you know in, like, a public school and they have, like, the styrofoam oh, things yeah, yeah, in the yeah. metal tracks? That's a tile. No, they're not tiles. They're foam. Anyway, so he was, like, using those as, like, a grid, and he's like, can you see it? Like, this is how it would fan out, and this would be, like... It was very cool, you know, a little obsessed. Anyway, so He Roy, really is the guy who made the rapture from Bioshock. <laughs> so because Roy knew how much his brother wanted it, he was trying to convince the board for a number of times that he really needed to move forward with Epcot and that that was what they needed to focus on. Ultimately, he lost the argument to the board and they built the Magic Kingdom with two nearby resorts. Magic Kingdom ain't bad. Um, thankfully, however, the resorts were connected by a monorail. A lot of his ideas, if they could make money or be cost effective in the long run, usually went through. Hmm. Um, and while Epcot didn't go forward, and I've already pointed out that like a few of the things that happened or like that were planned as a result are used today... There were other things that came out of that that really helped the Imagineers address problems throughout the park, which is why Disney World has a lot of things in place that Disneyland doesn't. Yeah. Because, you know, with anything, the second time you try and do something, it's going to be better than the first attempt usually. So, like, they'd worked out a new system for removing rubbish from the theme parks and they organized a new system for getting cast members throughout, you know, without other people seeing them and things like that. And without the original idea for Epcot, a lot of those things probably never would have happened. Um, in the 1970s, Disney's then CEO, Card Walker, again tried to convince the board that they should build Epcot. And while this attempt failed, they did all agree to build Epcot Center, the theme park which opened in 1982. Sure, it wasn't the city that Walt had planned, but they did split the park into two sections. They did try to do it in a way he would maybe like. Probably not, but but originally... They, they did their best. Originally, it didn't have IPs. It was very much about like the past, the present, and the future. So that was... Up the front, you had Future World, mm -hmm. which was there to show off the progress and innovation of America and the many industries which made up America. And you had the World Comic Showcase. Comic books, Hooters, and, like, some car brands. Do they? <laughs> that, that'd the be second cool, part was actually. the World Showcase, which is where different countries could show off what they had to offer. Yeah. And that's still pretty much the system for today. For Though, now. as we record this, Epcot is going through, like, a huge overhaul. makeover overhaul thing. A so, cash grab is what it is. It is not a cash grab. Instead of keeping it all nice and original, I mean, I you know I like the idea of all the rides staying how they were in the first place. But that's the thing. Walt never set up the parks to be that way. Yeah, I know that. In all of his speeches, in all of his things, he highlights the fact that they need to change. I know, but... In order to, you know... For the better, though. I think throwing all of your IPs but they're not, onto okay. Epcot kind of your, your harshes problem, the buzz. Hang on a second. Your problem at the moment is with World Showcase. 
Yeah. And the fact that they're showing off the films that come from those areas. Yeah, it's not even that, if though. You... They're replacing some of the... Um... What's that section where it's like, look, weird shit. There's like, we looked at colors and there was like lights and the a test fu- tube. Future world. Yeah, they're like putting Guardians of the Galaxy and shit no, in there No, they're too. not. What you are referring to is the new space um, restaurant. You're a space restaurant. Are you, are we really going to do this on air? I don't I'm very tired, but I'm Yes, but you're very certain. argumentative and I'm going to punch you in the face. Walt Disney's a very divisive man. I'm going to drive off the road tomorrow. Okay. <sighs> You're such a pain. Feel free to edit it out, but I'm certain the Guardians of the Galaxy is replacing whatever Alan's light show is. Of course they're going to use fucking Disney characters in a fucking Disney park, you fuck with. Nah, get it out. Get out of here, you clip coffin. Fine editor that, that's fine. The last chapter in the Epcot book is Celebration. Toby, do you know what Celebration is? Is that all the fireworks at the end of the night? No. Then no. What else is there after the World Showcase? Celebration is the town not all that far from Walt Disney World, um. built by the Walt Disney Company. The community uses a lot of ideas that Walt had imagined, however in a very different way. The town was built on a much smaller scale and is based on the modern take of the great American dream. You know, the fancy house with the white picket fence and... Two and a half kids. That's it. Crippling college debt or something. However, I'm not sure that Walt would be happy to know that... Oh, I am sure. Hang on. However, I'm sure Walt would be happy to know that similar communities, now known as lifestyle centres... Ugh. Are being built by Lifestyle Centers does feel culty. I know, right? Oh. I didn't like the name either. Yeah, I hate that. Welcome to our compound. But they're now being built by other planners throughout America. And that is the end of Epcot, the experimental prototype community of there's, tomorrow. There's still remnants of it there. Um, what's that like land, sea, air section? Between Future Town and World Town. The land. Yeah. That whole section where they just put you on a conveyor belt and they're like, look at all this weird shit we can build. Look at this big pineapple we grew. All that, like, very... What's the word? It's very independent from the rest of the world. Like, they could pretty happily and comfortably survive on their own. Oh, yeah. Walt Walt Disney World... They don't even use, like, the percentage that is taken up by, like, public use is tiny compared to the amount of, like, Yeah, they got that big solar farm. and yeah. solar farm. Yeah, it's shaped and... like the Mickey Mouse logo, of course. Mm. But, like, dis- all of the plants that you see on Disney have been grown at Disney. Yeah, and that's what I and mean. And they, like, unplant garden beds and move in other parts of garden beds. From the same garden beds. I don't know. But that, that, that's the sort of stuff that I like about like the Disney. Land is, is tiny. like they could they could just be like, oh yeah, we bought Florida so long the United States, and they could just very comfortably not have any dramas with it. The only thing they're missing is weapons to defend themselves. Yeah, they got heaps of gators. Well, they got Star Wars now, so they just have to actually build a blaster, and they'll be like fine. Yeah, that's all good. They'll they'll get there. Um, you have actually been to Epcot. Mm-hmm. What, the way what? it stands, it's probably one of my favorite parks that we've seen so far. Mm. Because it's so different to all the other ones. That's why it bums me out that they're adding Ratatouille and the Guardians of the Galaxy is getting a ride there and Cosmic Rewind or whatever it's called. It's fine that they're replacing the Alan hosted area because now it's official that she sucks, apparently. <laughs> But, um, I feel like that cheapens it a little bit. But, I don't know what else. The only other option you could do to evolve the park is to continue it being, like, a food and wine festival the entire year around. 
And then that is just the park where you send to the parents after they are sick to death of their children at all the other parks. I mean, Epcot probably has the most festivals because you have food and wine, it's perfect you have for flower, it. That, that, you have art. That is what have... I mean. Like, it is it, it's made for that more than anything. I think that suits it better than, than putting other shit there. Because at a certain point, it's just going to be another Magic Kingdom and that's kind of uninteresting. I don't have as much problem with you. Like, because... So, we, we were talking about this. <laughs> I think that one of the reasons that I don't have as much of a problem with the updates that you have for Epcot particularly... I just realised your answer. Okay, go for it. They changed um, the dragon and the imagination ride so at this point you're just like i don't care just burn the whole thing to the ground no but you are mad about that change right eh, eh. you like the little purple dude i do like figment figment there it is um i was there before a lot of the changes began happening so it's already gone for you no it's not that it's already gone so i was there during maelstrom which is the ride that used to be in Norway. Welcome to Frozen, baby. There was no one on that ride because it hadn't been updated since the 80s. And no one wanted to go on Maelstrom. So at least they now have people going to go on a ride. The same thing can be said about the movie that was in China and Canada. They were old. They needed updating. What do you want them to do with um, the China's big 3D movie now? I think there's a lot that they could do with it. I can't think of anything that shines China in a good light that they could add to it. I mean, they've got the new Mulan film in that. Oh, it's well, just they could do Mulan based... propaganda in there now. See, this is, that was do... my theory. They could do something based around the Chinese Zodiac because they now have, you know, theme parks based in China. Yeah. They could, you know, there's a lot of things that they can introduce to the theme park that are going to add layers. And sure, there are certain things that are going to cheapen aspects of it. However, A, they've already been doing that the whole way anyway. Because, like, if in the land, you wouldn't realize because we didn't eat lunch there, there is an entire restaurant that is themed around rotating tables and the Fab Five dressed as farmers. Oh, right, the Fab the Five. So you've, you've got Mickey, Minnie, Chip, Dale, Goofy. You always make them sound like a New Kids on the Block fucking band. They're called the Fab Five. That's the title that they have been given. Say the old cartoon people. Why would I? I'm not inventing a new nickname for them when everyone else calls them something else. You just need to work it out. No. You also had Character Spot. Which was well known as that was the meet and greet. You had Captain EO and Figment. You had the Ellen thing. Like, they've always had corny stuff to it. So really, they're just can't changing out old corny for new corny. Yeah, I suppose. And I'm happy for some new corn. You don't like corn! I know. Oh. Also, look... Particular countries have reasons to go into the backs of them. In Japan, you go into the back of it because that is where the food is. Yeah, so that weird mall thing going on? Yeah, they've got the weird shopping mall thing with the candy at the back. There was no reason to go to the back of Paris. But, so I think by putting a ride back there, A, there's not a lot of rides in Epcot anyway. Hmm. So now you're giving a reason for families to take their children there. Which means that you can be like, look, I know it's not as fun. Let's go to Epcot. We can go and ride the Ratatouille ride. I can grab a glass of wine, maybe a little pastry, you know. I can do drinking around the world and then, like, leave you. Is there a Starbucks there? No. Something that looks like a Starbucks. Yes. Yeah. I think the Starbucks has been taken out now, though. Okay. Because that was up the front next to um, Coke's Cool World. Cool World would be a well, cool, cool spot. Damn it. Cool spot. <laughs> Coca-Cola's cool spot. Where you got the Beverly. Fuck you and your Beverly, man. Um, just in case you guys are, you know, interested, neither of us drink around the world. We don't drink anywhere in the world. 
We did, however, eat around the world. Which became which a was, terrible idea once the food and wine started. Yes. Which was, we went to each country in the World Showcase because you have... Let's, let's, let me go. We have Canada. Mm -hmm. We have England. Mm -hmm. We have France. I think so. We have Japan, mm -hmm. Italy. I don't think I'm doing the Minora anymore. Isn't America back there as well? America, Germany. Africa, baby, come on. Africa. Oh, that's a banger. China, Norway, Mexico. What's that one that looks like Norway? Norway? Maybe I'm just thinking about it wrong. I think I've got them all. Probably. Anyway, we, we went to each country. We bought what was a little snack at each country. Oh, no, we fucked up immediately with protein. You have to, if you go to Canada, you have to eat a poutine. No, no. But we backpedaled out of eating full meals pretty quick. <laughs> Might I say, though, the chocolate bar that we got in Norway was probably the best thing we ate all day. It was a weird thing, I forgot. It was very weird, but it was very nice. That fucking pickled Christmas tree was there? That was in Germany. I shit you not, that tree turned itself into a pickle. Funniest shit I'd ever seen. Did you end up coming up with a homework question? Because you told me to leave it with you. No, I meant leave the answer with me. I'll find one. Oh. I think the homework can stay the same. Look, I like Epcot as it is because it's unusual. Because it's so far from all the other ones. It also has this weird cultish history underneath it, which I'm usually all about. And World Showcase is probably what got me to, like travel into places that don't have English as a dominant language. So I kind of like it for that reason. We also saw the guy from Frymasters who won't return my calls there. You did try and slide into his DMs pretty hard. <laughs> that fucking show's terrible. But I, I, I don't know. I like it the way it was, but I'm usually pretty stubborn with nostalgic things. I just, look, I'm not saying that Epcot was bad, but I'm not saying that it didn't need a bit of an update. Nah, it's a little bit like I view the Gold Coast right now. Needs to be like replaced. It's fine, but an update would be good. Yeah. Does just does Dreamworld still even happen, or is it just a Lego store now? I'm not sure. All right, we're gonna look into that, ladies and future boys. And after we... our homework. Oh, okay. Do you have any other final thoughts? No. All right, I'm happy with it. Okay. I think you went gentle on it. But you got the little points there. Okay. Okay. So what's the homework question? So, every country, except for Africa, is, has it like a sponsorship deal with its nation. Yeah. Alright. Africa started off with one. They gave them $500 for an ice cream card. They did nothing. That's kind of true. Yeah. Um, so, Kaya, you are now an ambassador for a nation with billions upon billions of dollars, and you're going to... Just squeeze on in between England and Canada at the World Showcase. What is the country you are put in there? So which country would I like to see in the World Showcase? Yeah, what are you putting in there? Mm. You know, I feel like Australasia's been a little bit, like, side-handed. Oh, you're using, like, a real thing that exists? Gross. No, I was going to invent a country that doesn't exist with billions of billions of dollars. I did. You go first. Show me how it's done. Um, I wanted to do Atlantis because that's still a Disney property and it's one of the better ones. And you'll look you're very condescending. It's not a country around the world! You're like, <laughs> I don't want them to change the concept, but I'm going to put an imaginary mythical thing in the real part. Uh, you gave me a homework question. I tried to answer it. <laughs> Fine, if you put Atlantis in future world. Look, I don't want to put Themyscira there because I don't want Disney owning DC property. So I went with Atlantis because it's a severely underhyped film. The good news is, no one's going to own DC very soon. I'll I'll put in twenty bucks for it. I'll take it. <laughs> At the moment, I think WB would sell it to you. Mm. Um, no, it's going to be a real country. Fuck off with that shit, man. Put Atlantis in there. That's a decent movie. They can do one of their shitty fucking soulless live-action remakes about it. They can put a sweet ride in there. It could be like the Thousand Leagues Under the Sea area at fucking 
at the Japan one because that was actually pretty great. And um, they'll have to hire a really skinny nerd to dress up as Milo and do meet and greets. So no customers. Can I remind you of the reason that you hate Epcot currently? Yeah, I hate it because it's changing. But if they're going to change no, it, let's fucking go. You hate go. it because they're putting their own IPs into it, and you're like, so in that real world section, we're going to we're just going to import an entire IP. If we're going to do it, let's fucking blaze trail, man. Let's do this. I want to be here, like, oh, I don't know, maybe like Polynesia or I want to see South a, Sea Island. Well, if you want that, it's a, Australia, so I can New go Zealand. in and get offended by everything. Let's go with New Zealand. Nah, I don't want to fuck a sheep. I know, but imagine the sheep dishes. Lamb. Exactly. There's only one sheep dish. What are you talking about? Ladies and gentlemen. What fictional place would you like to put in there then? Where's Game of Thrones? You want Game of Thrones in there? No. That'd be fucking wild. (laughs) There's just a hard R-rated section in Epcot. Ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be our last podcast for a while because I'm going to go put Toby to bed. I'm doing fine. Under, you know, six feet of soil. I imagine it'll be the next topic. The movie or the place? Both. Eddie Murphy, uh, Jennifer Tilly, the old British guy. They're in that movie. And on that note... We out. I held it together pretty good. I'm gonna put in the first recording we did Do of it. this episode. Let's go ahead. This is the best and right part. now people are gonna be like, oh, they're gonna Minecraft up in here. They're gonna villager in me? Yep. God damn it. No. Too Please rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you for listening. 